before we start, uh, could you say a bit of a kind of brief recap of your martial arts background? Um, so I basically got started uh, first with Taekwondo. Mm -hmm. um, my, like, I, uh, like we had our little conversation earlier in the day today, I was saying my, my dad was looking for a legal way to beat my ass. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was kind of a, I was kind of a not the best little kid, you know. So about, in, about nine or so, I think, uh, was when we started. We actually started doing martial arts in a friend's garage. Oh. And uh, it was my brother and myself and actually a neighbor kid. Um, and then we, we only did that for a few months or so. Um, but it was really tough. We were practicing on concrete floor and like no pads or nothing. We were, in, we were doing contact and stuff and hitting each other. And uh, then we, we decided, hey, let's go try out a, uh, an actual martial arts school. Yeah. And so all of us, myself, my brother, the, the little neighbor friend of ours, um, the instructor that taught us in the garage, and my dad all went together to an actual Taekwondo school. Yeah. And so my dad got to, to beat me up there and, right. <laughs> and <laughs> kick my butt. Um, so uh, I've been doing that for like 26 years now, doing the Taekwondo stuff. Yeah. Um, but in between all of that... Do, just before you continue, do you have like an official rank that you can oh, share? Oh, I'm a fifth or? degree. I'm a fifth degree black belt. Yeah. Cool. Um, so. Um, but in, the, in between all of that, I wrestled. Um, I have a black belt in Hapkido that mm -hmm. uh, has a lot of influence from Judo, Japanese Jiu Jitsu, Aikido. Um, um, and I think what's worth mentioning, you, you told about your uh, Hapkido instructor. Yeah, my Hapkido yes. instructor um, was a very high ranking black belt in a lot of those other martial arts that I mentioned. So he was like mm -hmm. a fifth degree in Aikido and a I don't remember exactly all of them, but he was like a sixth in judo and uh, eighth degree in, in his hapkido or ninth degree in his hapkido. And then he was like a, a fifth or sixth degree in, in Japanese jujitsu. So all these, all these other ones that he was in, he was really high rank also. So um, that's where a lot of my uh, hapkido uh, style or teachings was influenced by all of that other stuff. So. So it's a nice mix of Aikido, Japanese Jiu-Jitsu, Judo, and then the Hapkido, of course, was all right. part of my Hapkido experience. Right. So, um, and then uh, MMA, I've been doing MMA, I think, since like 2012, mm -hmm. 11. Yeah. Um, and then boxing, uh, just Western boxing um, mm -hmm. for a few years and I, we did that in the MMA. There was, a, there was a specific boxing class within my MMA program but then we brought on a new uh, MMA, or, uh, sorry, we brought on a new boxing coach yeah. who strictly does USA Boxing mm -hmm. and then I got involved with him and I'm, I'm the, the assistant coach for him mm -hmm. now and I'm uh, registered with USA Boxing as a coach. Yeah. So um, I did a little bit of like self taught Jeet Kune Do also okay. when I was younger, like in my teenage years, I would read the Bruce Lee books and stuff yeah. and try to do my own little thing with Jeet Kune Do. I actually built my own wooden dummy. Mm. I took a, a log. Kind of yeah, we, we, yeah, we had a wood, we had a wood, sorry, a wood burning fireplace. Mm -hmm. And so we had a bunch of firewood and logs right. and stuff that we would chop up and, and work with. So I had a big log mm. and I drilled a bunch of, you know, the holes for the arms and, yeah. and I used um, axe handles for the arms. I went to a uh -huh. hardware store and put axe handles right. in there. And those were the arms, and I did my own little uh, Wing Chun practice for a little while. But yeah. that's pretty much my mm. experience, I, mm. I think, for the most part. Yeah. And I noticed notable thing as well. You've been running your gym for since since 2001, I think, is when we like officially started our own gym. 17 years. Yeah. Nice. And you were teaching before that as well, or was yeah, that when so, you started teaching? Yeah. So, so I before the whole story on how my gym got started. Okay. Um, the instructor had an affair with mm -hmm. with uh, one of the adult, yeah. the moms or whatever, the mm -hmm. adults. And so that kind of created a falling apart with the school and then one thing left to another and then we we basically branched off and we bought him out and started the school over. Yeah. But we started, we built the school on my home property. Mm -hmm. So my school is literally this building in my backyard <laughs> behind my house. Is it still there? Yeah. So your gym is in your backyard. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're not living there anymore, yeah. but that's so awesome. It's like a dream. It's like everybody's dream. I think like all like all martial artists, they dream about this kind of farm next to your door, dojo, and you have it. Yeah, and maybe uh, maybe 
for this video, I can send you some pictures or something. Sure. You can yeah. pop them up during the yeah, middle yeah, of this yeah, podcast yeah. so you awesome. can see what it looks like and everything. So, uh, um, so I'll send so you some, awesome. some pictures. Yeah, yeah, it's a really cool gym. Um, we actually, so I was doing MMA, like I said, at another gym that was literally like uh, one mile down the road from mm -hmm. us. So we had our Taekwondo school, but it was, it was Taekwondo mixed with a little bit of my influence with other right. stuff too. So we did a little bit of grappling, mm -hmm. throws, um, we did some kick, kickboxing kind of stuff. It wasn't mm -hmm. just Taekwondo. Yeah. Um, so we did more than just Taekwondo. It was, it was uh, a little more modernized, I guess you would say. Um, but the MMA gym, uh, they got sick and tired of their landlords. There was mm -hmm. a whole bunch of roof leaks and stuff. It was yeah. damaging the equipment. And um, they said, uh, the owner asked me, can you we basically move into your gym? Yeah. And so we took a long time to figure out the schedule, try and you know, work all the different class hours in and we made it work. So, so my MMA gym moved into my gym. So now it's a combined right. MMA and Taekwondo and boxing and, and other, you know, whatever stuff that we do there. So, and probably the last thing here, but which I found fascinating too, you built like the whole building, right? Yeah. Yeah. We built, we built it ourselves. Yeah. My dad, my brother, uh, Again, a couple, like yeah, we ordered, it's a, it's a pole barn basically, okay. but it's all finished. It's, it, um, you wouldn't, it's it's a I saw you, your videos there. It was yeah, there? Yeah. And it's like it, it looks awesome. Yeah, it looks like a normal building on the inside. Mm -hmm. It's all finished. It's got, yeah. you know, dressing rooms and bathroom and you know crazy. I I had to kind of remodel the gym once mm -hmm. the MMA guys moved in. Okay. Different because they they need a lot more of the equipment. You right. know, the boxing yeah. the boxers need the the ring right. and yeah. and the Muay Thai bags and sure. you know for for yeah. kickboxing and and uh but then you also need the open floor space for jujitsu and for taekwondo and for doing your forms and all sure. that stuff. So, so I made this rack system for all my bags. So I went from only four bags to twelve bags, mm -hmm. and I have a locking track system mm -hmm. that I that I designed and installed. So now all my bags can be moved out of the way, right, okay, nice. and we got a nice open space. And then all my bags can go in and pin them in place. Um, and my boxing ring is is uh, modular too. So usually a boxing ring takes like an hour or two to set up, a, re a real full-size boxing ring. Yeah. And my boxing ring takes like five minutes to set up. You should put a, like, buy a patent for it. <laughs> Start selling the system. Yeah, so I have these um, permanently fixed, like, uh, attachment points uh, in, in the walls, basically, the, the poles in certain parts of my building. And so we just pull out the, uh, the ropes and attach the turnbuckle nice. on the three of the corners and in the fourth corner i use a big ratchet strap and it just sucks right. sucks the corner tight and it's uh, it's just as tight as a regular boxing ring would be nice. and by the time the guys are done putting on their hand wraps and putting tie, <laughs> tying their boxing the shoes i got the ring set up for them nice. and they're ready to go Sweet. so it's a, it's a pretty cool setup it's huge for dojo yeah. <laughs> so just if people are super excited they want to come by so it's in Oregon? Yeah, Hubbard, Oregon. Okay. And it's called Counterpoint Martial Arts. Okay. And then the MMA gym that moved in with us is Animals MMA. Okay. And the coach, the head coach is Enoch Wilson. Okay. He's been in the game forever. He's like 60 something fights. I don't know, he has a <laughs> bunch of fights. Uh, wow. um, we, the, we, um, we have an, uh, a win ratio above 90%. What? With our, our our competitors, I should visit you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, 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 are there pro guys there? Uh, yeah, there's some pros. MMA? Yeah. So, UFC, not UFC, I guess. No, UFC. We have a Bellator fighter. Okay. Yeah. So we have we have a, a one that's contracted with Bellator. Um, but and they've done a lot of the other local, you know, FCFF, uh, Arena Wars, uh, King of the Cage. Nice. Um, there's a lot of a lot of different uh, organizations that we fought through. I'll keep that in yeah. mind. 90% winning ratio, yeah. it's like above 90, that's yeah. like kick-ass, mm -hmm. sweet. Well, awesome, okay, so that wraps up the, the, the intro. To, to continue on, kind of how we met uh, is through, through the questioning of martial arts. Oh, yeah, so you had your Aikido versus MMA mm -hmm. uh, video yeah. where, where you, yeah. where you, you uh, had your session where you fought that MMA guy. Yeah. Um, and what the crazy thing is, I've always known that Aikido has always gotten kind of a bad rap anyway. Sure. And I was planning on doing a little mini series on my channel anyway okay. that was kind of going to show some things right. that do, you know, uh, work in certain situations, sure. you know, or can be effective or, yeah, yeah. or you can mix it a little bit because, yeah. because my Hapkido experience 
uh, has mm -hmm. a semi-keto experience mm -hmm. in with it. And a lot of it's the same. You know, you're doing yeah. small joint locks, you're doing, yeah. you're doing iriminagi, you're doing all sure. these, these throws and takedowns that are, that are identical. Sure. Right? One of them's Korean, one of them's Japanese. It's the same yeah, stuff. Same lineage. Yeah. So I was sort of planning on doing that already. And I, and I said this in, in one of my videos. I was like, I was already planning on doing this, but then I saw you and I yeah. said, I guess I'll go ahead and try to throw yeah. some videos out there real quick sure. that, yeah. that cover this issue. Yeah. And so um, I, I, I reached out to you mm -hmm. to say I have some suggestions that might work for you. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I did a couple of my videos and then we connected on Skype yeah, that yeah, one yeah. time. And I, yeah, I, yeah. I tried to teach you some uh, transitions from the arm drag. Right. Because yeah, arm, yeah. arm drag is very good at cutting, you know, mm -hmm. taking an angle. Yeah. And then you have a lot of entry points there for, right. for all sorts of stuff when you do an arm right. drag on somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it all kind of blends together right. you know yeah once you know that those tools are available right. so yeah I think I was probably still like just so brand new at things I, that was I love the rack up to this day yeah. but yeah probably I was like not good enough to, to really get it yeah I, I think I had to we, it was hard too, like Skype. I had to do it at like three in the morning or something like yeah, that, and I was super tired. Like and I'm, I'm trying to like talk to you, and and uh, like, <laughs> we should do it live next yeah. time when we have a chance, like fix it up. Yeah. Uh, but like the whole thing of questioning, though, that's very much a part of you too, I would imagine. Like especially talking Taekwondo, is is that because well we talked a bit a bit about this in the car. And just like one of the reasons why I was excited to record our conversation is because I never did Taekwondo. I just, uh, but, but when I question Aikido publicly, uh, I keep stumbling into a number of martial arts which have, you could say like, I would say there's like the middle, and let's say there's combat sports on one side, and, and the, I, I like to call them traditional martial arts. That's not the perfect term, but it does the job. But like, some of them are more functional. Some of them, fall in, like Aikido's on the very edge of what people call Bushido. It's like, doesn't work. Uh, Taekwondo, like, so there's like, there's Wing Chun. It's having a hard time. Like, I won't say that, that I have a strict opinion about it. Sistema. Yeah. has a very questionable person a lot of people question especially people from the other side mm -hmm. and taekwondo i think it's kind of closer to that middle yeah. especially since i think some some fighters are implementing those kicks right. but it's still on that side especially I hear bad things about american taekwondo yeah. like that it's very much about making money very mcdojo yeah. so i'm very curious like from the i never got the inside perspective how is it really so yeah there are a lot of these like franchise taekwondo schools that it's almost like glorified daycare for the kids and on one side is a is a five-year-old kid really gonna get mugged does a five-year-old <laughs> kid really need to kick know ass. how to kick somebody's yeah. ass yeah. probably not but there is a cutoff point where you do need to start you know giving them some 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 truth pills you know start feeding them some truth pills some doses of give them some doses of reality yeah. get them to evolve and take you know grow into a real martial art uh, you know and, and taekwondo a lot of times is just left at this training wheels martial mm -hmm. art phase right and and that's kind of the, the problem that i see where yeah and it is about the money it's about just glorified daycare um you just keep paying your fees and get your belt and you keep paying more fees and get are your next belt are those very expensive i, I have a feeling that um i expensive. don't know okay I've, I was then, never in one of those crappy okay. schools. Got it. Yeah. We we had to work our ass. Right. They're, 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 we've failed people. People fail in our school. Okay. We've good. failed. We've failed people many times. Okay. Even though, you know, they uh, be, before somebody gets to test in my school, yeah. they have a, a, a petition form, mm -hmm. and they have to have a, an instructor check off everything to make sure okay you ready for your test. Okay. So basically. You should go into this test and and not have any problems. Right. But sometimes nerves and yeah. and yeah. something I don't know something happens and they still right. they they choke. Right. And so sorry, you know, try next time, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, the 
the McDojo's, or some, some people call it, uh, instead of Taekwondo, Take One's Do. Like, you're just, you're just <laughs> yeah. taking their money. I never heard that. That's funny. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a lot of it, it's all about like birthday parties um, right. and all it's this, this, this stuff. Yeah. A bit shady, though. Yeah, I went, uh, yeah. I actually went to the martial arts super show in Las Vegas, which is this big uh, martial arts business related kind of convention. I think it's, I heard about it, but yeah. Yeah, huh? it's all about like the business side right, of right. martial arts. Mm -hmm. And. It's so much of it was just birthday parties, birthday parties, birthday parties. And it's like, give them a sword and they'll cut the cake with the sword. And, <laughs> and that's like, that's all it was. Um, there, I did learn some cool things there that, that I did come back home with. But yeah, it, there's definitely a, uh, a, a different approach to a lot of these Taekwondo schools. And I, we are more about, you know, making sure these kids are safe. Um, making sure they can get out of a situation if they get into one. They're probably not going to go and be an MMA fighter. You know, at least the, the kids in the Taekwondo program are probably not going to be MMA fighters. Yeah. If they want that, they can go to do. Yeah, they can go to. They can do my MMA program or my yeah. boxing program that I got, yeah. or whatever. Um, but it's it's uh, definitely a notch above, you know, the 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 bad Taekwondo that's out there. Um, you know. So your school was kind of legit in that sense. It wasn't McDojo for sure. No. You yeah, yeah. And we we were we would do a lot of like actual contact sparring. Okay. And, and a lot of times we weren't wearing anything like mm -hmm. bare right. bare feet, bare knuckle. Mm -hmm. You know, hitting each other, uh, making yeah. some contact. Yeah. Um, uh, and definitely you can't do that now, of course, mm -hmm. um, for liability a lot of liability reasons, but. Um, so what I'm trying to do now is I've been trying to get my Freestyle Taekwondo Federation mm -hmm. going, which is basically you, you have two main organizations um, that are kind of the most popular for Taekwondo. That's the International Taekwondo Federation, the ITF, and the World Taekwondo Federation, the WTF. Mm -hmm. And both of those systems have taken Taekwondo and kind of, I don't know, lack of a better, I guess they watered it down, they politicized it. Um, is this just states or is it also Korean? It's in yeah Korea. In Korea, Korea it's from, they're all, they're both based in well the, I think the ITF is based in Canada now, okay. but yeah both of them came from Korea. Okay. Um, so I'm trying to kind of create my own thing called the Freestyle Taekwondo Federation, it, and it's freestyle because it's more of an open style. You are punching to the face. You it's basically right. Korean Korean kickboxing. Okay. You know. Right. So. And what the, the sad thing is, Taekwondo, way back in the day, it used to have knees. Okay. There, you could do punches to the face. You could do all this. Basically, you have the same tools as like Muay Thai. And, and actually, you have more because Muay Thai doesn't have like the crescent kicks. Um, it doesn't really do the side kick. It doesn't do a lot of the spin, you know, back kick or right. whatever. Yeah. Um, so, in my opinion, Taekwondo is has the potential to be even more effective than Muay Thai. You got way more tools at your disposal. Sure. It's like, I'll just jump in here, but so I'm in contact with a few kind of YouTubers, martial artists, uh, recently, which is kind of became friends and do some podcasts together. And one of them is Taekwondo based. And I looked at him spar, like do like an actual sparring with- What's with, his name? He's Argentinian. Liquid Katamas? Yes, he yeah. is. I know, him. I know him, yep. He's, he's sweet, he's, yeah. I like him, I like him a lot. Yeah. So he actually started that podcast. Uh -huh. So I got to know him just recently, but I, but he sent uh, to the group, four of us, he sent mm -hmm. his sparring footage. And uh, he's like sparring, I guess, with like kind of MMA kickboxers. Mm -hmm. And he does those fancy Taekwondo kicks practically. Yeah. And they're sweet. Like yeah. like people don't know how to defend from them. Yeah. There's this tricky, tricky kind of mm -hmm. low kick to high kick. Yeah. And I also saw this guy, my brother, Hopefully he's not listening to this, but he's like, like, he doesn't know much about fighting, but he's like, he saw a video, he's like, oh, you should learn to kick like that. And he sent me a video of a Taekwondo kickboxer, maybe you know him too, but he does, probably, and he's just like doing these badass Taekwondo kicks and kickboxing, and they like work. I can see the potential. I don't it. know a whole lot about Andy. I just I've known that he was famous for a lot of his kicks. He would have right. a really big, nice axe kick. Yeah, and yeah, then but he was also that. like a kickboxer too. Right. And and uh, right. I know he was 
right. who is more well known right. for for that right. type of thing. So that's definitely because what I heard again. So I'm just wanting to. I always. I never want to be. I never want to be like third source yeah. where I hear someone someone saying. This is like, well, you're, you're definitely the closest I got to a source. <laughs> so I just wanted to check some things with you. Uh, so I think what I heard is that pre-UFC or early UFC stages, they, they wrote off a lot of martial arts. Yeah. And I think Taekwondo was written off. Like also, like, is it Machida who's bringing back karate into it? Yeah, yep, yeah. And, and I think like, so that's kind of starting to see, oh, actually it can work. And I think... Yeah. I heard Taekwondo went through this too. Yeah. People are like, oh, spinning kicks, they don't work. And now it's it's a thing. So what do you think about that? Oh, definitely. There's, there's people who... Um... Either, you know, usually a lot of people have Taekwondo or Karate as their first martial art. A lot of parents just, it's sort of this natural thing. It, a kid wants right. to do a martial art, you're going to go stick them in their little karate cast or, or, yeah, or Taekwondo. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of them grow up with that. And then when they, like I said, you got the training wheels phase. Right. And then when you want to graduate to something else, Taekwondo doesn't really have an answer for that. Mm -hmm. And that's what my, I'm trying to do with my FTF. That yes. Now you have an answer for that. If you want right. to keep doing Taekwondo, but take it to the next level. Um, but otherwise you got to do MMA or, yeah. or Muay Thai or go into boxing or something like that. And then, so these guys that have some sort of traditional background and yeah. then they transition to MMA they're able to put this stuff together and, and show that, yeah, it, it can work. You know, a, a, a kick is a kick and a punch is a punch. You, you just got to figure out how to make it land, mm -hmm. you know, or whatever. Yeah. It, I don't think it really matters about the style or, right. or, or whatever. So kind of the transition you know, has to be made, but it's not a dramatic transition. Not really. You, you, and it takes time to figure this out. I know I, we, I mentioned that Bruce Lee quote earlier when, when yeah. Bruce Lee first Mm -hmm. started doing martial arts he didn't understand anything he thought a punch was just a punch and a kick was just a kick and then while he was learning it going through everything he realized oh a punch isn't just a punch and a kick mm -hmm. isn't just a kick but then once he mastered it a punch is just a punch a kick is yeah. just a kick you know once mm -hmm. you can put it together just naturally yeah. that's that's the key and it takes a lot of it just takes more experience time on time on the mat and time in the ring for sure it's I'm not there yet you know I'm just a beginner but something I can I can guess and recognize I think and we spoke about that briefly too today, that until you start to feel, let's say, inspiring, even, like until you start to feel comfortable, like even in the beginning, I flinch a lot yeah. and I'm just turning away. And then for me, like the punch is like, it takes effort. Like, okay, I need to do this kick. Oh, there's my kick. Yeah. I need to punch across, okay? But then when I start to feel comfortable in it, as you said, it's like a punch becomes a punch. It's just like there's not much, there, the technique is there. So I guess it's a little bit like yeah, that. Yeah, and there's a lot of repetition you gotta have too. Right. I mean, if you, if you've thrown 10,000 sidekicks, yeah. you're probably gonna throw one pretty easily yeah. no matter what martial art you've done. Yeah. You know, there's been times where I'm, I'm supposed to only do boxing, but I was, I, oh crap, I, I'm not supposed to be doing a kick. You know, yeah. so there's a lot of these instinctual things too that can take over. Right. And once you're in that state, I mean, you can really make some good stuff work. Nice. When you know, when you, when you see this opening, right. even though it's MMA, but yeah. you, you crap, I can do this spin, heel kick or whatever right yeah. now and, right. and it's, it's just there. boom and it happens right. that's you know somebody that doesn't have that prior experience is right. probably not going to let click for, for that sure. you know and i'm kind of just interesting to, to point out that i'm kind of expecting sooner or later for that to happen at least to some degree with my IQ. that's what i think too yeah, yeah. Right. There's, there's this there's this there's there's definitely room mm -hmm. for aikido to fit in somewhere right. in mma right. i don't and, and it doesn't have to be some fancy, crazy, like Steven Seagal, Kotagaishi right. flipping the guy right. through the air. No, it might just be a quick grabbing the wrist, right. and then it, it just gives a quick little off balance, and then that opens up for a leg takedown or something yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. that right. I mean, if, if that works, you made your Aikido work. Sure. And there's definitely places where you can fit it in. Well, you know, <laughs> so it's just it's just there aren't people I think crossing over, and I think a lot of it has to do with the the, the philosophical part of Aikido. Not For a lot sure. of Aikido guys want to want to transition over to getting punched in the face. Right. right. I think there's. I don't know. For sure, that's true. I mean, being an insider, I'd say I go enough far enough to say the philosophical is there, and even like under that, like kind of a deeper current undercurrent is. There's a bit of that ego too, kind of like Aikido is just so. I don't want to make this this talk too much about Aikido, but 
but it's an interesting thing to point out is that Aikido so much it's so uh, what's the word English word sanitary is that a word like so Sanit clean like oh, hospital yeah hospital sanitary. clean oh yeah yeah it's I like, can see what you mean I would use that word in, in yeah. my native tongue but uh -huh. it's kind of like it's so clean and hygienic and, uh -huh. and you get used to that and I know this myself yeah. it's like you get used to this yeah. nice straight posture mm -hmm. and all these and beautiful like movements yeah. exactly and then when you get when that messy thing hits you it just bothers you it just yeah. like disturbs you uh -huh. and I think partly consciously and subconsciously probably a lot of Aikido people they just mm -hmm. they just can't do it it's mm -hmm. just like they're, they've been too much in that nice <clears throat> nice, or or it's like some dark Aikido styles, like mm. I'll be blunt and say like Ibama style is famous for being sadistic, mm. kind of just like punishing your partner. I'm not but familiar then, with that. Yeah, it's just very dominant. Huh. It's like very alpha male. It's mm. like I do a technique on you and just like harmonize you with the ground, and then it's like <laughs> that kind of internal, yeah, internal there's, joke. Yeah, that's funny. There's your harmony. You're, yeah, yeah, you're right. in harmony with the ground. Right, I'm gonna harmonize that's you funny. with the tatami. And then, and then you switch, and then the other person harmonizes you. Wow. And then it's really like sadistic, especially like the old school way, which mm. is still out there. And, uh, and it's so much about dominance. And, huh. and when you get, you can, you know, you kind of get into this submissive dominant relationship. And eventually, when you dominate, you get used to dominating often. Mm -hmm. Especially like if you're higher rank, then you just resist techniques. You don't mm -hmm. let other people do techniques, and then you're dominating all the time. And when you step into the ring, probably you'll get dominated bad until uh -huh. you will learn the basics. So I think, and they just, well, it's, sorry, it's a, you know, it's a yeah. whole deep subject and don't want to go there too much, but just what wanted I, to expand on it. Yeah. What I think, what I've noticed is that almost every single UFC or Bellator or, or something, you know, you, you see these highlights and you'll see some crazy move. There, every day there's new crazy things happening in MMA. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't yeah. remember the fight, but just just like a month or so ago, some guy did a crazy like ac he did this accidental. It looked like it was accidental, but he like bent down and did like this elbow upper that, that elbow went cut up and, like behind him, and it and, and it knocked the guy out. Right. Yeah. And it's like if you can do that, right, like crazy out of the blue move, you can probably fit some Aikido in there somewhere. Sure. For sure. There was this yeah. one video where, uh, and a lot of people, you know, people like they want to prove me wrong. Mm -hmm. Or they just excited, oh, I see, Aikido works. And a lot of people sent me this video where this guy had this arm lock, kind uh -huh. of looked like an Aikido one. It's It was like a kickboxing or MMA match. I'm not sure what it was. It looked a bit awkward. But then eventually he just, like, the other guy didn't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. And the elbow just snapped. It just, like, mm -hmm. went the other way. And, and people were like, oh, you see, Aikido works. Uh -huh. I have no clue if that's really Aikido, if the yeah. guy was trying to play Aikido. And it was, like, bad ending. Mm -hmm. That wasn't a nice ending. But... I, it, it was weird, for mm -hmm. sure. It was so weird that the other guy didn't know what to do that he broke his elbow. Wow. So, but maybe, maybe, maybe mm -hmm. that's maybe that is something that, I, not that I would be aiming for that, but maybe that's one of those like keto things which could click mm -hmm. in. So it's an interesting subject. Mm -hmm. I can definitely say, like my hapkido, um, my hapkido experience, which, like I said, has a lot of aikido influence in it, yeah. totally helped with my footwork. Yeah. I've okay. I've gotten so many compliments from instructors and, and opponents right. that are, that have sparred me, and and like boxing, you know, okay. boxing is 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 probably the the best footwork, yeah. you know, you can get, and so uh, my hapkido experience has definitely helped that. Yeah. I'm way lighter on my toes. I'm, mm. I'm way, you know, com comfortable angles. cutting angles. And, and Aikido is fantastic for that. Aikido is fantastic for feeling the distance and, and reading the balance of your opponent. Mm -hmm. You know, even in a striking situation, if that boxer, if I'm boxing and that fist is coming at me, it's very easy for me to pick up whether it's, it's going to be this far from me or, or this far from me. Yeah. And I can gauge, you know, how much or how little to move. And I can definitely attribute my abilities to that experience that I've had for my Hapkido. Yeah, very much so. It's, it's interesting you brought it up. I didn't think about it. It's like, that's my dark side, I guess, because mm -hmm. I'm so, so, I get so many negative comments online that it's just difficult, I mean, from Aikido people, that they hate me. Mm -hmm. And then it's hard for me to keep a, a positive relationship with it. 
and, so, and sometimes I just recently I did, just didn't think about it. But but now that you bring it up, um, so even like when I, looking back at Aikido versus MMA video, some people who were kind enough to look for good things in what I did, mm -hmm. they were like, actually your footwork wasn't that bad. And just uh -huh. recently I took a short look uh -huh. at it, and I was like, actually yeah, it wasn't like I didn't cross my legs too much. Uh -huh. So maybe that's there. Cutting angles—that's what I'm learning right now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think I didn't like capitalize on it. I didn't really dig into it too much, but I, I, I noticed like I can do that. Mm -hmm. and it's like well, now when you said it, I'm like, if I if I remember my keto training mm -hmm. and like my boxing coach, uh, he's high level boxing coach, and that was one things one of the things he taught me. Like, mm -hmm. like if somebody's punching your, their way into you, just you know you cut an angle, mm -hmm. and it's it's not easy to do. But now that you said, that's totally Aikido. Yeah. Have you have you done? Yeah, and that's why I say like it, martial arts are pretty mm -hmm. much the same. Mm -hmm. You're just sure. yeah. giving the them a different name. Body. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. The human body does the same. Yeah. It's like or, or elbows. It either does this way. or it doesn't do that, and you try to make <laughs> yeah. it do things that it's not supposed to do. But sure. have you ever done like ten con drills where you the they'll grab and you and you lead and you turn and then you lead them out. What, what, what side so is that? So if you if you grab if you same side grab, okay. and then I, I step here, yeah. and I turn and 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 I lead you away from me, so you turn. It's kind of like is that Aikido? Pure yeah. Aikido? Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. You've okay, done stuff yeah, like that. Sure, yeah. And you can do you see that in boxing all the time? Oh. If you watch if you watch the Foreman Frazier fight, you'll yeah. see Foreman throwing around Joe Frazier like that. He's oh. he's he'll 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 evade. Uh, Frazier's attack, step in and do like a 180 degree turn and and be basically flanking him at that point and attacking. I mean, like, yeah, I'll send you the link <laughs> yeah. to it. But yeah, like, like Aikido, Aikido footwork is very similar to boxing footwork. Mm. You're you're slipping and blending with these punches. True. You're blending with these attacks and you're creating angles and you're trying to you're trying to flank your opponent basically. Mm -hmm. And that stuff just it works so well together. Finally, you're giving me hope. Yeah. <laughs> because I was always like, How, what can I salvage? And uh -huh. I thought about wrist locks. I'm not there yet, but like ground mm -hmm. game, wrist locks, maybe some takedowns. Oh, and remember, I was talking about the um, yeah. Irimanagi yeah. entry. Instead of instead of trying to do this high, high right. block, if you, you do, do more of a, of a boxer's roll, right. and boxer's okay. roll, and come up, Right. And then and then take that right. take their balance. There's a potential. I think. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, sh I, I should start playing. Maybe like at least two more months. <laughs> get the basics down. <laughs> yeah. I'm still just like in my sparring game. I'm just like. Uh huh. Because that's something I used to do. Um, <clears throat> somebody would throw like a straight right at me, yeah. and I would roll, and I would come up. I would come up and plant myself in their armpit, and basically, like, offset their balance. Yeah. Except I would go this way. Yeah. Instead, the Iriminagi wants to take it this way. Yeah. So I would come up, offset their balance, yeah. and then boom, boom, right. or or whatever from there, or or yeah. boom, and then leg kick or something like that. Okay. So. Sweet. Yeah, I think I think you'll you'll find areas. Starting, to, I'm starting at least to get an idea where to search for. Uh -huh. <laughs> Because I said I just wrote it off. I threw the. I have to admit, I threw the baby with the bathwater. Mm. I did that, and uh, I thought about wrist locks. It's like, but I guess that's it. Like, I love a kimmy. Mm -hmm. I think it's a beautiful. Oh yeah. Thing. Yeah, rolls then, and falls are important. Right. Yeah. It's just like even in my daily life, but uh -huh. it's just coordination and everything. I, I I love that part. I think it's unique to Aikido. Mm -hmm. But everything else was like, but the footwork angles. Yeah, that could mm -hmm. be. That could be yeah. Sorry. To, to bring myself back to the questions, um, so I just wanted to ask you a little bit more about Taekwondo, your mm -hmm. own experience, and something you mentioned in the car, and uh, you slightly thought of, talked about it, but didn't go deep into it, and, but let me know if this is like off record, mm -hmm. <laughs> but like the, <clears throat> kind of the blind spot of Taekwondo, or the limitations of traditional taekwondo mm. where you're like you mentioned like throwing out garbage yeah if you're open to talk about that on record yeah. because it's a touchy subject for me yeah. I'm not sure but what would you say are those things the biggest thing is throwing out these people that tell you what you can or cannot do with okay. your taekwondo right. <laughs> that's the biggest yeah, right, thing uh, right there so because you have yeah like you have the, the WTF and the ITF and yeah. they say you you have to do this this way and you have to do this way and, and if you don't it's not Taekwondo. Well 
Back in the 60s, they used to punch the face. They used, they used to punch like this. They used to do knees. And if you go through um, General Che, who is kind of the founder of Modern some of the school. beginning Taekwondo phases, um, he would produce these manuals, these books, mm -hmm. and with tons of pictures and things. He had, mm -hmm. he had elbows, he had headbutts, he had uh, knees, he had uh, leg kicks. And people are like, well, you don't leg kick in Taekwondo. Well, you, it, they used to. Right. You know, everything was in there. He he would do weird things that even I kind of don't really care for, like these finger pokes and these these weird things. But right. um, he did everything. But that was not there was no limitation there. Yeah, it was a very much an open uh, style. Right. You know, there, there was just whatever you need to do to to, right. to kill your attacker. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> he was very militant with it. He was, he was a general. Right? Yeah, yeah, and they they would use Taekwondo in Vietnam. That's one wow. of the biggest places where it kind of got. Uh, yeah, kind of blew up in Vietnam, yeah. and then all these American soldiers brought it uh, back like, to America. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's that's where it really took place was in Vietnam, where they were literally yeah. using it to 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 fight wow. to the death. <laughs> what do you think? Because I know something somewhat similar happened with Aikido. Um, I don't know why, more or less. But why do you think it just happened with Taekwondo? Well, <clears throat> I mean, this this. I know why. Game. I know why. There's a book called A Killing Art. By Alex Gillis, I think is I think is how you say his name. If you if you want to know everything about Taekwondo, that's the book. Okay. Yeah, A Killing Art. Uh huh. And is he like a Vietnamese veteran? Uh, uh he's he's Vietnam, I think he's Vietnam. a Canadian guy. Okay. Um, he's a white guy. Uh -huh. Um, I think he's Canadian. Uh -huh. I don't remember, but um, he goes through all the history of Taekwondo uh -huh. and, and these issues where, um, basically, Korea did not have a very good public image around the time when General Che was trying to make it popular. And they basically took it and turned it into this this beautiful cultural thing. They wanted to they wanted to make it sell it. Yeah, they wanted to make it pretty and they wanted to make they wanted to say, this is Korea, we're pretty, we have a good culture, we have this beautiful art. And they, they that's what they did with it. They used yeah. it almost like a stylized it, like a, a something to see. Come visit Korea. We're we're we're, we're we, have we have deep, rich, beautiful culture. We have Taekwondo, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's kind of what they did with Kimchi it. And yeah, <laughs> and so they they didn't want it to be this this brutal martial art. They wanted it to be uh, more more family friendly. I guess is what you would call it. Yeah, makes sense. Makes yeah. total sense. And that's what happened. Yeah, that's what it turned into. Uh huh. And and then they had uh, the Olympic. They're the ones that kind of turned it into the Olympic style. Which so, boxes things into, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. so there's there's no punches to the face. You can punch yeah. to the body, but even if you land, the judges don't give it to you. I've seen some of the most beautiful body punches, and the, the judges have their little clickers for the scores, uh -huh. and they won't they won't count it. What do you get points for? Kicks? Just kicks only. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, Shoot. and there's this different break breakdown of, of how much, and like you get, you get extra points for if it's a, it's a jumping kick and it, extra points if it's a head kind kick. More beautiful, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So it's to, it's to make it more of a game, make sure. it more challenging. Like yeah, if, more if you do the jumping, watchable. if you do the jumping, spinning, you know, flippity yeah, flippity flop kick, like. you land it and you get Score a million hard. points or whatever, yeah. you know. And but and that's fine if you want to do that. But I've always said Taekwondo has an identity problem. Mm -hmm. You can go to 10 different Taekwondo schools and they'll be different. And all they say is Taekwondo. But let's yeah. say you want to do wrestling. Well, if I want to do wrestling, what kind of wrestling do I want to do? Sure. Do I want choose. to do sumo wrestling? Yeah. Do I want to do catch wrestling? Yeah. Do I want to do just, just folk wrestling? Yeah. You know, Greco-Roman wrestling? Yeah. I, I can go to a specific type of wrestling and yeah. I know what I'm getting into. Taekwondo is not like that. And and karate is kind of a little better. Karate has their different names, different styles. You've got you know, yeah, yeah. You got your your different Shotokan, your Ishin Ryu. You got right. all these different names right. that kind of go with karate, and you know kind of what you're getting into. Yeah. Taekwondo is it's a it's, it's one you have no idea. Thing. And I think <laughs> it kind of sounds mean, but I think these. Taekwondo schools that just do the Olympic stuff, they need to say sport Olympic taekwondo sport or Olympic taekwondo. Sure. Yeah. That's have that in their name somewhere yeah. or something. Right. But and then my mine is the freestyle taekwondo. Right. That's why and I'm that trying to, to do say what it is. Right. I'm trying to differentiate it. Yeah. I thought so, about when I was still about saving Aikido, uh -huh. I thought about suggesting to people and I did actually said I suggested online. I just never pushed it far enough. First of all I thought about green 
orange red Aikido. Oh, okay. Kind of green is like green means like like categories. Like green means no martial art, pure stylistic, kind of all about tradition and philosophy. Orange is like in between, and red is like spar and etc., which barely exists in Aikido, mm -hmm. but still like. So I thought about something like that, of suggesting it to people, or, and I don't know, maybe that's a thing. But but again, Aikido definitely. Basically, my one of my conclusions that I came to is, Aikido should be very clear about we are not about self, and some schools aren't, mm -hmm. but they still don't say that out loud, and they should be like, look, there's there are different styles, different schools. Yeah. They perform techniques differently. But the training methodology is very similar, mm -hmm. and uh, and I think it would be fair as well to see like okay we are philosophical we are mm -hmm. spiritual Aikido so I get I, mm -hmm. I, I like I understand what you're yeah. coming from 100. But um, but then in terms of yourself your own vision, so tell me a bit more about freestyle preparation. Mm -hmm. So so what stage is it in right now? What's the vision for it? Because people are going to listen to this, and let's see the right people hear it. So, uh -huh. so let's let's talk a little bit. About so, it. I had to kind of put some things on hold for a while because, um, just so that people know, I I don't live in Oregon anymore, yeah. where my gym is. So right. I'm I'm still my name's still on it. I still own the property. I still own the gym, whatever. But I, I moved to Arizona. Uh -huh. So now I'm in Arizona. Arizona um, people, yeah. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of put things on hold for a while. Um, my goal eventually is to I want I would like I would really like to do some tournaments. I want to see Taekwondo go back to um, doing some sort of um, you know continuous sparring, not the point stuff. Um, I want to see some tournaments where some of these Taekwondo guys and, and I already have a nice rule. It's like an 86-page rule book that I I, I drafted. Really? Yep. Wow. Yeah. Is there? Would you be able to? Would you be willing to make it public? Uh, not yet. Not yet? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can give you a copy though, it's like if you want. Yeah. yeah, it's not. It's not quite ready for public, but okay. um, it's in, in, in development. But yeah, I have a. I have a nice, long, detailed rule book. Right. Um, um, but I can, you know, if you want to review it or something, I'll, I'll let you check it out. So I got like a rule book. I got my website. Mm -hmm. um, I got. Um, some I got my videos that were my videos were kind of like um, for, they were also for my students, mm -hmm. but then there were also kind of just some ideas on mm -hmm. introducing Taekwondo people into um, just other other ways to do what they're doing, right. you know. And a lot of what I'm doing is punching. Yeah. A lot of it's boxing and punching related and footwork. So I, have, I don't have a whole lot of kicking stuff on there. Um, but because it, it's but, kind of covered. Yeah. From yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I haven't done much with my channel in a long time because I've, I've kind of put things on the back burner while mm -hmm. I brought in that MMA gym. Mm -hmm. So that kept me busy. So I started yeah. teaching uh, boxing and, and that, that took up a lot of my time. And then I had to kind of step things back a little while while I was moving. Mm -hmm. And so I just moved a couple months ago. So now I'm, the, now I'm there and now here we are. Um, but moving forward, um, yeah, I would like to do, I would like to host some tournaments um, but that that takes a lot of money because you gotta you gotta rent a venue, you gotta get insurance. Sure, yeah. Insurance money alone is expensive. Mm -hmm. um, I want to do it very professionally, right. um, kind of like USA Boxing. USA Boxing, you right. pay uh, you pay a fee per year, right. and you get a membership, and then mm -hmm. you can go and you do your 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 competitions. Right. Um, and then you gotta you gotta pay the judges, you gotta pay sure. yeah. the yeah. referees, you gotta pay. Um, Whoever, any any full contact martial art event that's open to the public um, has to be sanctioned um, by. Um, it's different by state to state. Mm -hmm. In Oregon, the Oregon State Police has mm -hmm. to sanction it, basically, mm -hmm. and they they own the Oregon State Athletic Commission. Mm. So I haven't quite figured out who in Arizona I need to go through, right. um, but I know there's there's going to be somebody mm -hmm. I need to go through. So yeah, any full contact event. Has to basically be sanctioned by somebody, and so you got to pay those fees. Um, you got to have a medical doctor on site, and you and, know your stuff by now. Yeah, <laughs> and you, um, if you don't have a medical doctor, you have to have two EMTs with an ambulance on site, and you have to pay them per hour. 
So, so there's a lot of prep work. It's a lot much of, bigger than one would think. Yeah, it's not you just you can't just, guys together. You can't just sell them. raffle tickets and say, "Hey, come to my right. show." Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff wow. to work out. Um, so yeah, I'd like to do events like that. One thing I thought about doing. I've been to Taekwondo tournaments, mm -hmm. the Olympic. I've been to like Olympic style Taekwondo yeah. tournaments, where off in the corner there'll be jujitsu going on. So you'll have people sparring over here. You'll yes. have people breaking boards over here. You'll have people doing their kata over here. Pumse. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, in Taekwondo it's called Pumse. Mm -hmm. Over here, and then over here there's jujitsu. <laughs> so mm. I thought about well, what if I kind of piggybacked onto mm -hmm. you know sure. some some other tournaments. Right where we have a specialized event right, going on, even if, it's like ex <laughs> even if it's exhibition mm -hmm. event or something like that, yeah. you know, maybe we can do, maybe that can draw in and nice. at least get a, get a little bit of exposure and get some people to get in and, and do um, some freestyle Taekwondo. So that's one thing I thought about doing. I think this, this would deserve a whole nother like, you know, podcast, uh -huh. but if we're talking about logistics, I'm, I'm not an expert at that, but but what I do see is the more traction, if that's the right mm -hmm. English word, it gets. Like, if there's people mm -hmm. who, are, who want to see that, and yeah. there's like a, a tipping point, a leverage of people mm -hmm. who want that to happen, they, mm -hmm. maybe there's an action. Even like, it's just so nice to have, uh, again, sometimes I get confused about English, but like, ideological uh, support, like people are really excited about wanting you mm -hmm. to, to make that happen and enough people want that, that thing boosts, boosts up the process mm -hmm. and if there's financial support, people want to chip yeah. into it. I think if just the, the word, and it's just thinking thing out loud, but if the word spreads mm -hmm. about it, like even through this video and people are like, I, I would imagine a bunch of Taekwondo guys, mm -hmm. they'd love that. Yeah. So yeah, because I know there's there's, there's someone to, to do it. There's almost no adult Taekwondo people, and they they quit because right. if either they either they quit because they just want to quit or they quit because they have to move on to something sure. else. Yeah. Because Taekwondo Switch. doesn't provide that next level. Yes. Yeah. And sure, and and I don't want people to quit. I want Taekwondo sure. to stay alive and well and and evolve. Right. What's funny is it's not really evolving. It's evolving by going backwards to the way it used to be. Right. So it's it's kind of a I don't know a reverse reverse. There's a bit of that in Aikido too, so yeah. it's funny. Yeah, I know. What you um, so you know, and I also want to uh, maybe offer FTF black belt mm -hmm. you know, rankings or whatever you yeah. know or whatever. Not just black belt, any any belt or whatever. But yeah. I don't know how. I don't really have that figured out yet. Mm -hmm. um, I could, of course, have my own school and just do FTF things, but I would like, you know, if other people are sick and tired of ITF and WTF and maybe they want to, maybe I can do some video stuff with them and, and, sure. and they can somehow display additional skills above and beyond the regular Taekwondo stuff. We can say, okay, you're, sure. you, you've taken it to the next step. Now you're more of a freestyle yeah. Taekwondo guy and you can get your ranks that way i don't know well it's definitely we live in the best times for that yeah like, world is small yeah. traveling is the easiest yeah. as possible we can do as ever online stuff yeah there there are a lot of online uh, i think even the gracies do like online video I, I sure like skype tests somehow okay. to get your rank I, they'll I they'll, they'll watch so. you roll and yeah. they'll yeah, tell you what you're well. doing and then they'll send you your belt in the mail or something like that oh, i yeah. think they do something like that i'm not 100 percent sure Makes but sense. i know there's some i know there's stuff like that out there so I might be able to do something like that. Nice. So, so it's big. Yeah. You have this big mindset here. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm biting off more than I can chew, but I, I really want Taekwondo to grow and, and, and I, I don't want Taekwondo to just be a training wheels martial art anymore. Yeah. For sure. You know, it's a noble vision. And, yeah. And yeah. Taekwondo is an unfamiliar field. I know it's just stuff from hearsay and just general martial arts knowledge, but but it's like, I didn't hear it. I, I, I'm so sure that it's in the, it's like similar like what happened to, in my experience with Aikido. Mm -hmm. Like it was in the back, what I brought up, it was in the back of people's minds, like mm -hmm. many people's minds. I think pretty much, I, I would bet 9% of Aikidoka sooner or later doubted Aikido 
or still have that doubt in the back of the mind. Some some people felt felt left outside, and I know this for sure. So many people connected with me. They felt like if they started cross training, they would be frowned upon in yeah. their dojo. Oh god, my my old original instructor, he wouldn't let you mention any other even. If I even mention the word judo or, or kickboxing, <laughs> he goes, "What are you talking about?" You know, he, yeah. if I if I said, uh, you know, this was back in the '90s. This was right when UFC was 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 getting its start, yeah. and and uh, he would talk trash about you know the this so all this very stuff. much. Yeah, he, he was a huge Chuck Norris fan, and and he would say things like, "Just watch Chuck Norris movies. He's never on the ground." It's like. What is that? You, is that an argument? Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't, if, if you know how to <clears throat> kick and whatever, you'll never go to the ground. You don't need to learn that. Yeah. It's like, oh. I, I wanted to, uh, when I was wrestling in high school, he gave me such a hard time for wrestling in high school. And he wrestled himself. He was a wrestler back in his day. <laughs> he was totally trying to get me yeah. to not wrestle. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, that, yeah, resonates with what was happening in Aikido. What's interesting though, and I wasn't like, it was kind of, sometimes things are in the air. And I think that's kind of like, that's the kind of global consciousness of everybody has it in the back of the mind, just nobody speaks up. So I was the first ones to kind of really expose it and just start bringing yeah. that subject up, especially like Kido versus MA and then the talks which followed. Mm -hmm. Like, do you know Aikido Flow channel? Yeah. So those yeah. guys, mm -hmm. pretty and there's much like at the same time. And Lenny uh, Sly. Lenny, yeah. Rogue yeah. Warriors. Yeah, so, so those two channels, they appeared like pretty much at the same time. Mm -hmm. And we all started pushing that subject. And now it's just like a lot of yeah. people are doing that. Mm -hmm. And it's starting to become a norm, like to, to like it's starting to become like an okay uh -huh. question to debate about like your own cross training or and you found what did you f you found some video series or yeah you found like this aikido video series that like you had to pay for didn't you and it had like it was like a mo it wasn't yeah, like a modern I, aikido i think thing. yeah yeah it's like bruce bookman probably sensei uh from seattle he he's a jiu-jitsu black belt uh -huh. and a high-ranking uh, aikido black belt. Uh -huh. It's like a modern, well well-filmed aikido yeah. course mixed with some boxing. And yeah, is that it? Yeah, I yeah, it was, that was new for sure. Yeah, I can only guess uh -huh. how much was that influenced by the whole. But it's like it's definitely in the air. Yeah. I think like the fact that it's so much out there, it starts the, to make these projects the, happen. The, it's the zeitgeist. Yes, exactly. Of right. aikido. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah is, for sure. is is. Seeing the the truth now, and, yes. and all these videos are exposing yeah. it and, right. the, and helping they just it. Can't hide and it I, I don't mean expose, as in just I don't know, like a, like a negative way. I would way, use that same I, I guess I guess you could say expose, but yeah. Um, it's yeah, bringing it's, up subjects which are kind of under ex the rug. Exposed makes it feel like it's fraudulent, and I don't think it's fraudulent. It's it's just not aware. Of it. It's not self-aware. Aikido is yeah. not really self-aware of its limitations. Good you know. Yes. And, and it's, but that's what I want to say. It's in the back of the minds. I think everybody knows uh -huh. there's that limitation. Yeah. But it was just not addressed. It was uh -huh. not talked about. And I think when when the doorway was opened, so many people <coughs> flooded through it. People were like, "Oh, actually, yeah, I always was thinking about that. You know, let's start talking about it." So I think I almost feel like, from what I hear, from what you're saying, like technical has the same. Yeah. I just think they need that doorway to be open. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely see, um, you know, there's this, uh, like I said, the zeitgeist of, of Taekwondo. Yeah. It's always this, you know, six-year-old up to 15, maybe 16, yeah. and then they quit. And they quit because it's, you know, no longer an adult. Uh, or they're, they're a kid and they're, they're moving yeah. on to being an adult and they need, they need something else. And... And and I I don't know I I I would hope that other Taekwondo schools would feel the same way and want to do the same thing. You know, you can have your kids program, but yeah. then when you when you when they grow up, they right. can move over and, and start hitting each other in the face or yeah. or whatever. You know, safely of course. Sure. I'm not promoting senseless activities here, but you know, just like boxing or kickboxing or whatever, they can do more yeah, stuff in Taekwondo. Level. Yeah. <clears throat> Last two questions for this one, okay. <laughs> for this podcast. Uh, I was just so excited to hear like some some just like kind of like this A B C like this that that kind of bullet points. If you would name top three, I'll be blunt, garbage things in Taekwondo. 
so people top, would know what you're talking about. What, what would that be? Top three garbage things yeah, in Taekwondo. Yeah, you would throw away. Like, that's um, a general thing. You definitely train in Taekwondo, but uh, you would throw it away. First and foremost, the hands down <laughs> sparring ah, with, with the Olympic stuff. Wow. And that's, I'm, maybe I'm cheating and, and combining two, like the first bad thing with the second bad thing. Tell me. And that's, they don't punch to the face. Sure. So they don't really need to keep their hands up. Yeah, but, so, but they kick strategy. each other in the face. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so I, I don't know. They, yeah, they, they, there, there is, there are uh, physical benefits to having your hands down. When you watch, you, have you seen that clip of Anderson Silva when he's doing all this fancy stuff, and then I he heard gets, about and it. then he gets gets clipped and gets knocked out. Okay, I heard about so, it. So, so when you're doing this with your hands down, your hands are acting like a counterbalance. Okay, you can yeah, you, you can see how I'm kind of doing more. this. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. yeah, this helps. It actually helps if your hands are right. down. You can you can pick up and and pull the the weight from one side to the other, right. and that mm -hmm. does help. Yeah, and I think the the fancy kicking with your hands down kind of helps. Okay, you can yeah. you can you can go you can you can kind of create this this like a ballerina does sure. her yeah. whatever triple axel or the yeah. or the ice the figure I skater totally ice skater so yeah. so when they go and they they throw their kick so yeah. this can help but i don't think it's worth it you should still have your hands for up. sure yeah so i actually they, still look up clear <laughs> yeah so it really advanced people yeah you might be able to get away with some but it's like no that it's at distance like, maybe that's the thing this is like anderson silva like mm -hmm. conor mcgregor level mm -hmm. we shouldn't be aiming for that <laughs> yeah so yeah the hands, hands down, down the uh, not punching to the face because it, why the, not the very worst thing in the world is having your very first experience of getting punched in the face being out there for sure you need to feel what it's like to get punched in for the face sure. in the in the gym yeah, because it's such a yeah I know yeah you will like you it doesn't matter how much of a you can do martial arts for 50 years yeah. oh yeah the first time you get hit in the face out here you're it just you're, messes good, up your brain. you're gonna freak out yep you're yeah, gonna freeze for sure and then when you're freezing that next punch is gonna come right and then the next one and then yep. Yep. who knows yeah so you That's can do it safely. Wear your mouthpiece. Wear your gloves. Yeah. If you want to wear headgear, there's there's non-contact headgear. Yeah. You can everything that you can do, you can do safely. And there's always these people with excuses. Oh, oh, we don't want these kids to, you know, get bloody nose. There's there's anything and everything can be done to mitigate risk. Sure. You know. Yeah. I you know you you want to be careful about long-term brain trauma sure, of course, of course yeah. you know constantly getting hit in the Very head light sparring. but you can you can do controlled sparring you can do technical sparring you can do all sorts of different things sure. to make it uh more practical sure. but not dangerous also at the same time so so yeah so that you know hands down um you know not punching to the face the third thing <clears throat> I would say is probably this is it's hard for me to, to say the, the way I want to say it the probably the, the forms mm -hmm. I, I do think they have some value mm -hmm. but the value is not taught everybody thinks they're just memorizing patterns okay. it's kind of like it's kind of like in class where you just memorize if you're in history class and you're just memorizing dates, dates oh yeah. this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened but why why did this happen yeah. and lead to this why did it lead to this why did it lead to this you can't implement it they don't really do that with the forms mm -hmm. there's a lot of awesome stuff in the forms that mm -hmm. you can pull out um <clears throat> and forms are great for visualization mm -hmm. um, a lot of people talk trash about forms but if you can visualize something it's it's been proven yeah. That visualization like helps you retain stuff. It helps your body it, yeah. uh, retain yeah. so much. Yeah. And and forms are not taught from that perspective. They're just taught. Okay, one, two, three, four, so and you just it's, you just remember these steps, yep. and then you get your next belt. Right. Yeah. That's the only purpose. Um, yeah. So and maybe that's. You know, I could also say, one of the things I, I dislike the most is the business model. But that's more the business model. That's not really about the art, I guess. If I want to keep it specifically about the art. No, I, I could totally get you. It's yeah, so, it's going so back to how we're talking about the, the McDojos and, yeah, the, and the, sure. the birthday parties and all that stuff. Like that's, it I don't, seems like I don't, it's very much ingrained. I don't like that. But I can't. I can't say that's the art. 
you know that any anybody can, can have a, can. anybody yes. can have a business anybody can have a birthday party kung fu gym or a birthday party boxing gym or a but birthday it's just party that apparently it's just such taekwondo such a yeah taekwondo, taekwondo yeah it is kind of a taekwondo it's thing it's almost like ingrained in the culture yeah i don't know why so so yeah <laughs> probably so okay so i guess yeah the hands down thing no punches to the face and then the lack of defined you know kata yeah. pumsei forms uh instruction i guess you know you're not you're not breaking it down and really getting to the root of it i mean there's we do this thing called bunkai. I'm sure you, the, the Japanese word bunkai. It's it's uh, like modern. Tell me, it's like it's just so much. It's so at the very edge of my so, head. So, so, so the forms. You do your form. You do your low block. You step yeah. and you do your punch. But it's not really a low block, and it's right. not. It might not really be a punch. It might be something else. Right. And we do some really cool stuff in my gym where we'll take this low block, and this, this is your low block, but. This can also be a gi choke. Maybe I'm choking right. you. <laughs> you know, maybe I'm choking right. you. Maybe I'm. Mm. I don't know. So, so you're doing these. You're really visualizing it, and it, and it, yeah. and it just helps you think. It helps you have creative juices right. flowing in your mind for these alternative moves yeah. and interpreting them in different yeah. ways. It's really cool. For sure. Yeah, I can totally see that. It's just like I have this image in my mind of, but I just can't bring it up fully. But it's like, pretty much as you said, if you learn this specific thing and this specific thing and this specific thing, but you don't learn the practical application, mm -hmm. it's just going to be these dead things in your brain. Mm -hmm. But then if somebody just points the right moments, like just pretty much what you did potentially with my Aikido footwork. Mm -hmm. I was like, ah, oh, there's Aikido, Tenkan, uh -huh. and, you know, and all these steps. And there's boxing. And then you're like, Oh, look at that. And like suddenly it's like, like mm -hmm. that. I don't know if you saw that meme I was introduced to just recently where there's the brain kind of just like dead brain. Oh. And then there's, it starts to light up and then it starts to become shiny. And then you're kind of enlightened brain. Uh -huh. And it says like, Oh, you're like starting jujitsu and you, you did this oh. and kind of realization. It's a funny meme and it's all over the place, but it's oh. kind of like that. You're connecting the dots and suddenly the brain lights up and you're like, seeing all these possibilities, all these mm -hmm. patterns. You had that already, but turning <clears throat> at the right spots, just, yeah, I think it can totally light mm -hmm. it up. So, sounds very mm -hmm. good. So the last question to wrap up, uh, is this is an exciting subject, it's an, it's an exciting project. So, so if people are, were able to listen through this probably on an hour and a half, <laughs> but it's a good talk, so it's definitely worth it. If they're still out there, uh, Let's say they're interested. Let's say they they want to support you at least mm -hmm. on an ideological level. Just like just say you're doing a good job. Do do more of that. Or maybe they want to get involved. Uh, what's the way? Should they contact you through email? Check your website. Uh, I have my website. It's just all spelled out. Freestyle Taekwondo Federation dot com. Um, <laughs> all the way. Um, there's uh, my YouTube channel, Freestyle Taekwondo Federation, also, mm -hmm. all spelled out. <laughs> I'll definitely leave the links below, yeah. but yeah. Okay, it's yeah. I mean, it's also, this is going to be an audio podcast version, so. Oh, okay. So both, both um, are, yeah. I'm on Twitter. Okay. Um, Where are you most active? Uh, probably my website or my um, okay. my YouTube okay. uh, would probably be the best way. Um, sure. I'm not super active on Twitter. I have my Facebook uh, page as well, Freestyle Taekwondo Federation, okay. on Facebook. Um, I guess people will, so if they write, if they leave a YouTube comment on your videos, maybe that's my, one. My, my, web, my website yeah. has a, uh, like a contact thing okay. where you could, you could shoot me an email. Then you'll definitely yeah, get Yeah, and I'll get it. Um, you'll definitely I, read I'll, it. I'll, 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 when I get YouTube messages, it also gives me an email notification. Okay. So I'll get notified that way. But okay. yeah, I'm just really hoping that, um, that it'll kind of bring back some of the attractiveness to Aikido. Or, I'm sorry. I was like, <laughs> we whoa, talking, that's out of thin air. Sorry. We were talking, sure thing. We're, I don't I'm mind that. Getting a, yeah. No, uh, Taekwondo like and Aikido. Up quite yeah, a bit. Taekwondo. The yeah, attractiveness sure. of yeah. Taekwondo. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's been, I've seen local schools around here shut down. Oh. And I know a lot of that has to do with because of the, the popularity of MMA. Sure, for you sure. Know, a lot of these people. Why uh, choose you know, that why, if you can choose yeah, this? Yeah, and, yeah, and I would hope that 
you know, I, I, I feel bad for some of these businesses. I, I like traditional martial arts. I like just the, the, the tradition. It's yeah. cool. They've been around forever. Yeah. Well, Taekwondo hasn't been around that long, but... No, but the tradition is there. It's still, it's still, it's yeah, very, it's still it's, traditional. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of culture, yeah. cultural um, sure. things with it. There's a lot of history with it. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's sad to see some of these traditional martial artists go through such a tough time when they don't have to. They can adapt, they can kind of readjust, and they can, they can um, you know, make some changes. And maybe if, if, if you are a struggling uh, Taekwondo school and things aren't going that well for you because you just don't have much enrollment, maybe you can add this and be attractive, you know, sure. attract for you the, know, this other, generation. Other, for yeah, generation. Yeah, yeah, new, yeah, a new, new generation. That's, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, so sure. that's, that's another thing about it, you know, I, I, sure. I, I've seen a lot of struggling Taekwondo schools and a couple of right around here that have, you know, closed or, or whatever. Yeah, for, for obvious reasons. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it does sound like a potential cure. Yeah. And it's, it's great. You seem to have it quite well formed in you and you have the capacity to, mm -hmm. it sounds like you have definitely the capacity to, to bring people over that gap mm -hmm. while I just wanted to add that I know like Kiro dojos are definitely struggling with that like the age is really like getting older and older yeah. like, young people are not into yeah. Aikido anymore whatsoever I've, I've, I've that restaurant that I told about talked about earlier like the Cuban restaurant that yeah. I recommended uh -huh. there's an Aikido school like kind of like two blocks okay. up from it and it shut down I bet. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just like Aikido is just not a popular thing anymore. Yeah. And for again, for clear reasons. Mm -hmm. But it's just right now, it has trouble understanding how mm -hmm. to bridge that. It's just mm -hmm. really struggling. But this, yeah. but this doesn't sound as hopeless. <laughs> yeah, I hope. I, I, you know, maybe I'm just, you know, I hope something can become of it. You know, I, sure. I have a, a passion for for Taekwondo to, to stick around and yeah. improve, and and mm -hmm. and I hope others do as well. You know. Yeah. Um, so hope it, hope hope something happens with it. <laughs> I would sure. hate to see Taekwondo just fade off into the ether, you know, and kind of, yeah, yeah. or just be nothing but you know the little kids yes. thing, you know, where it's got yeah, so much more potential that nobody's taking advantage of. Right. So, yeah. so sweet. This yeah, way bigger than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> thought we're gonna look just more at your path, but yeah. the future is awesome. Yeah. So, anything you want to add before we finish up? Your um, last thoughts? I. I don't think so. so. I, I think it's, it's cool to meet up and, For sure. and have a talk. I appreciate it's it. It's crazy. It's crazy yeah. that we did. Yeah. We met through YouTube, yeah. Skype, and meeting up live is a blast. So yeah. and we should definitely. And yeah. So now I'm in Port. I'm in Oregon. You won't be this year, but next time we meet, hopefully we can film some videos on the mat. Yeah. Do another talk. See uh -huh. what changed in the meantime. So mm -hmm. for sure, we should continue this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, thank you. Thank you yeah. very much. It was <laughs> such a pleasure. Yeah. Cool.